The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right. Live here on a glorious Sunday morning. Live from the Midtown Manhattan Sports Grid studio. And we got the whole crew in the building. Christopher Kofsky, our producer, is here for today. Our executive producer, I should say, along with Andrew Bacigalupo. Jason on the boards. Jack Weinberger doing his thing behind the scenes as well. And you have John Shames here in the host seat for the full two hours on this fine Sunday. James Young will be here. Don't you worry. He's going to make it in the second half of the show. But in this first hour, some good guests and some good faces that you're going to see. Bocce will be with me. Kofsky will be with me. Of course, bringing in the producers onto the show here. But as well, we are going to have Chantel Chan from FanDuel helping us break down some of the winners and early looks that we can start taking a look at for game two today. So that's it. It's game day in the NBA right now. And there's going to be an 8.30 tip off tonight for the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. But Before we talk about game two and how we got there, we got to first take a look at game one and what happened. And we talked about it yesterday, but game one, what a story it was for the Boston Celtics making a massive comeback in that third quarter. The Warriors starting out, they came out hot. They came out looking like the Warriors that we have known to be in the finals for the past, you know, five or seven years, let's say. And they came out hot. Curry, riding Curry's hot hand. 21 points for the chef in that first period, slowing down a bit later in the second half, but he comes out six for six from three point from three point land, absolutely cooking the Boston Celtics defense. But the Celtics were able to hang around in that first quarter. Derek White and Marcus Smart, despite Curry's impressive start, those two shoot the lights out to keep the Celtics within four points at the end of that first period. It looks like the Warriors were going to break open the game a little bit, maybe go up close to double digits, but it was the Celtics hanging around. And then in that third quarter, again, the Warriors come out firing and have a massive quarter. And we saw multiple Warriors get involved from three-point line, including Otto Porter really pouring it on. The Warriors were up by 15 at one point in that third quarter. But the fourth was a completely, completely Celtic story. And that's exactly what happened for Boston, too. They come back with some three-point shooting of their own. Al Horford gets involved. Of course, Marcus Smart, Derek White do their thing as well. And then the Boston Celtics storm back in the fourth. 
going nine for 12 from the three-point line and finishing with a 120-108 victory, securing the cover and the win. Fantastic stuff for the Celtics. And now stealing a game in Golden State to start things off in a pretty nice position here for game two. And you're seeing this stat on your screen right now. Some absolutely fascinating stuff from the Celtics here. But now we talked about it, right? Jason Tatum, he came out struggling a little bit in this game. It was really the, the Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and Derek White show. But Tatum in this game too now, he's poised for a big bounce back. Finished with 12 points in that first game. Just 12 points. A season or a playoff low for him right now. But uh, you know, his points prop in this in this upcoming game too right now set at 26 and a half there. So some confidence that Tatum is going to bounce back. And we can see some of his averages here. 26 points on the postseason, 41 minutes per game, six and a half assists. How about those numbers for JT? Of course, his 13 assists in game one, helping tremendously with that postseason average. And he's been doing it all year and letting the game come to him. I think that has been the tremendous growth of Jason Tatum here for the Boston Celtics and a big reason why for their success is him going from a bona fide elite scorer to a true MVP-esque player doing it all on the offensive and defensive end for the Celtics. We will welcome our radio audience here to Betting Above the Rim, SportsGrid TV, SportsGrid Radio. John Shames sitting in today for Kevin Walsh. We miss him dearly. He will be back soon. But we're talking about the NBA Finals, and it's game day, and we got to give you some winners tonight. Of course, to understand how to do that, we're taking a look at some of the game one trends and notes that we saw so we can have a good foundation as we roll into this game two action here. So let's talk about it a bit. The Celtics today going back to Golden State for game two. The line not moving much between game one and game two. Three and a half was where it opened at. It went up to four and a half. Now it has sit back comfortably at four points here for the Warriors to be favored in this game. And the Boston Celtics, as I mentioned, came out shooting. I mean, they were scorching hot last game. You don't really shoot better than that. Nine for 12 from three-point land in the fourth quarter. And, of course, an instrumental part of what happened uh, and caused them to be able to come back in that game. But that's just the feeling of the book is that this is probably not sustainable for the Celtics to do it again. And that's probably why, you know, we're not seeing any of these teams travel. They're staying in the same city. The game's at a similar time. The factors aren't changing. And as Dave Sharapan told us yesterday – in these playoffs, when the factors don't change, the game is probably, or the, the line for the game is probably not going to change either. But one thing that will change is the series price. And we have seen this postseason, the series price's movement on a daily basis, depending on which team gets the win. And that's exactly what happened in this NBA Finals game one. The, the Warriors opened up as the favorite in the series, minus 160. And now it was the Celtics taking game one. And now it's the Celtics booked as the strong favorite in the series Minus 170 now, so a greater favorite than Golden State was when they opened up. Of course, the proof in the pudding after that game one victory for the Boston Celtics. And now the Celtics, of course, have home court advantage as well, right? That's, that's the real strength of stealing a game one, is that now the Celtics just need to win their, th their, their three games at home in the series, and they can close it out. But we know that's not going to happen because that hasn't been happening all playoffs. Home court has not been as coveted as in years past because road teams are getting it done. Will that happen today? That's the question that we all want to know. Or will the Warriors be able to hang on? Stick around. We'll talk to Bocce about that after the break. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right. Welcome back to Betting Above the Rim here on SportsGrid TV, SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159, all across your OTT devices. I am John Shames, your host for today. And this segment, I am alongside one of our very favorite producers, on this show, and that, of course, is Andrew Bacigalupa. We promised he would be here, and he is here with me. And we're going to be taking an early look, relatively speaking, at Game 2, which, of course, is later tonight. We still anticipate maybe some movement around uh, the the FanDuel Sportsbook and these other places before Game 2 tips off. So we want to try and find you an early edge, if you will, in this Game 2. So, Bachi, thank you for being here with me, my friend. Good to be on with you. What do you uh, you want to maybe take us into this game two line a little bit? And what are your, some of your early thoughts here, Botch? Yeah, I'm uh, very excited for game two. I thought game one was uh, an amazing basketball game. And coming into the series, I said, we are due for an absolutely electric NBA finals. And we saw that both teams setting NBA records for three pointers made in the NBA finals. The Celtics going on a tear in the fourth quarter, back and forth action. And the line doesn't move. The Warriors are still minus four. And I feel like game one, it was a little bit of an outlier. And the game flies over and the Warriors don't cover the four. And that game one outlier, I think the series really starts today. It's a one nothing Boston Celtics lead coming in to the opening of the NBA Finals is what it feels like. No line movement on the minus four from the Warriors. A ton of player props not really moving. And we'll dive into that a lot more this segment. We have a lot of player props to go into. Not a lot up yet, but I think it's good to jump on a lot of these now before the money comes in and those line rooms really start to shift in the market. I agree with you, Bocci. I, I do want to, before we dive into the player props, quickly ask you about what you make of that total. You know, of course, the total in game one opened up at 210 and it climbed all the way up to 214 and a half. This total opens up at 215 and a half after we see the game hit 228 in game one there. 
What do you make of that total, Bocce? Were you expecting more movement in it, or do you think that that's an accurate adjustment, that one-point closing adjustment versus where we, where we ended for game one? It's a tough line. It, you would expect that the line would move up higher than it is now. I mean, both teams were unconscious from beyond the arc. Steph Curry was knocking down threes from the half-court line almost in the first quarter. Yeah. And then the Celtics on their run in the fourth quarter, both teams were shooting the lights out. Are both teams going to be able to do that tonight? I wouldn't expect that. Ime Udoka has shown in the playoffs where – you know, he's able to make these adjustments mid-series. And I feel like Boston defensively is going to come out a little stronger on the perimeter against the Golden State Warriors. We mentioned yesterday with Coach Young, with Antonio Williams. The Celtics came out and dropped coverage against the Golden State Warriors with Stephen Curry. That's just something you cannot do on the basketball court. I would expect the Celtics to make some heavy adjustments. And I would expect this game to be more of a defensive battle. Not a lot of line movement on that over-under total because both teams shot at a historic rate. I would be careful touching the over-under on the game. I would stick the props and sides. I don't really like the line tonight for the over-under. I'm kind of staying away from that. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, Bocci, especially when you think about the fact that the Celtics, we actually saw them make some adjustments to their defense as the game went on. And I think a large reason why we saw Curry able to explode so much and frankly, why he was able to get so many open shots early in that game. And of course, a lot more contested as the game went on. And, you know, it's Steph Curry, right? This guy's going to get his and he's going to be able to fire off shots in 0.35 seconds or whatever the, the sports science official numbers are on that, Bocce. But of course, all you can do is make it hard for him. And Steph finishes last game with 34 points. And we see tonight his points prop a bit lower. At right now, it's at 28 and a half for the chef and some of these other uh, top props bocce that they, they, they do have my eye right now tatum 26 and a half brown 24 and a half for jb he has hit 24 exactly in four of his last eight games let's not forget andrew wiggins up there at 16 and a half marcus smart 14 and a half that seems high to me and then clay thompson 19 and a half that one really catches my eye clay thompson because i think clay thompson is due for a massive game bocce right we haven't seen this Clay return to his old finals form here. And in game one, yes, he scored in double digits, but he struggled and he was only six for 14 from the field. I think they're going to try and get Clay going early on in this game. And I actually do think that there's a decent chance that we see Clay eclipse the 20 point mark and, and, and really make his stamp on this one. Yeah, I think you're right. Last game we had the splash. Maybe this game we had the splash with Clay Thompson between him and Steph Curry kind of splitting games of who's going to be the top three-point shooter. I think Steph Curry's going to get a lot of attention on him this game. Marcus Smart, three steals in that last game. I took two plus steals last game. Smart was all over Curry, able to match up defensively later in the game after Curry's hot start. But the Warriors have to be able to find somebody else to compliment Curry right now, even though he's putting up 30 points. Thompson's got to get alive. Jordan Poole has to be able to knock down some outside shots. Andrew Wiggins has been very consistent in this playoffs, and he's been able to produce for the Warriors. Kind of, He's playing his role. We've heard that a lot, a lot of narratives with Andrew Wiggins this season, that he's playing his role, and he's fitting that well. And I think that Wiggins or Thompson, one of the two of them, is going to be able to step up in this game and be that complimentary scorer to Stephen Curry. I mean, he's Stephen Curry. He's going to do his thing. He's going to get near 30 points. But the difference maker in this game is if Klay Thompson can surpass the 20-point mark or if Andrew Wiggins can really go over his 16.5-point total, 
that's going to be the difference maker for the Warriors of that number two guy being able to exceed their expectations in this game. Yeah, that's a great look, Bocce. And actually, if we direct our attention to the top point scorer of the game market, Clay Thompson right now, plus 1,300 to, to lead the game in points on both sides, of course. That's not just to be the Warriors' top point scorer. It would also mean he would have to outscore Tatum and Brown. Wiggins in that market is plus 2,800, so tremendous value there. I do see it. I think Clay is far more likely to be that guy than Andrew Wiggins. And then you mentioned Jordan Poole as well. He's plus 3,900 to be the top scorer. And in, in the first quarter, Bocce, that's actually a place I'm really looking at because I think the Warriors come out trying to get these guys involved. Clay Thompson, he's plus 1,000 to be the first, uh, the, the first quarter's leading scorer. His over-under for that first quarter is 4.5. I mean, you can't see Clay hitting two threes in the first quarter. I could see that happening easily. That, to me, might be the best value on the board today. And a little sneak preview of what's to come in our best bet segments, trying to find you some triple-digit value there um, and in terms of the, the top point score in the, in the first quarter. But, Bocci, it's not just points that are going to make a difference in this game, right? And we know that Chef is going to have his impact uh, made regardless. And if that's not coming in the points column, it's going to come in the assist column. We talked to Coach yesterday about the Celtics blitzing Curry off of those uh, high pick and rolls in the second half and making him get the ball out of his hands and how that is the recipe to beating the chef. When you look at the top assist market for the game, Bocce, Draymond Green is the odds-on favorite, plus 270 in that category. Tatum plus 280. Of course, we know he's been hitting that 5-6 assist mark. Curry's down there at plus 300. I think some good value there for Steph Curry. He did have double-digit assists just a few games ago in the series against Dallas. I mean, I'm looking right there on this board, Bocce, at, uh, at Steph Curry at plus 300. Yeah, Steph Curry to have the most assists in this game, uh, it's definitely going to take a lot for Steph. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of attention on him, and Steph is going to be have to – he's going to have to move the ball. And we've been alluding to this point of Thompson, Wiggins, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, if Curry's able to get that attention on him early and really swing that rock around the perimeter, I think Steph Curry could fly over this assist total. Maybe see something like Jason Tatum in last game. Tatum was getting doubled. He was taking what the defense was giving to him, moving the ball, making the extra pass, and getting the best shot opportunity on the offensive end. Steph Curry's been in the NBA Finals a plethora of times. He knows how to adjust to when the defense adjusts to him. And I think Curry is going to really take note of that tonight and find some extra shooters out on the perimeter. Golden State, of course, needs their guys to step up those peripheral auxiliary type of pieces because it really was the Steph show in that first game. Steph and, and Andrew Wiggins, the only players for the Warriors to go over 20 points. And the Celtics had five players scoring double figures. That's not sustainable success for the Golden State Warriors. And we're here to talk about all of that and more. On the other side, Chantel Chan from FanDuel joins me. We'll give you some winners here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we roll along here on this fine Sunday morning. A game day in the NBA Finals, tipping off at 8 o'clock Eastern time tonight. Very exciting. Game two, the Boston Celtics, the Golden State Warriors, after a thriller in game one and a a really massive comeback for the Celtics. They steal that victory. And here to break down game two with me, give her thoughts, and to nerd out a little bit on some basketball, it is Chantel Chan from FanDuel, a content creator for FanDuel and Handicapper. Chantel, thank you so much for being here with me. Excited to break down this game two of the finals with you on this Sunday. Yeah, thank you for having me. And what a great first game that we had in those NBA finals with the Celtics coming back. So I'm excited for this game too. And I think we have a good one. Oh yeah. We certainly have a good one on our hands. If it's anything like how game one went. So Chantel, before we break into game two, let's talk a little bit about what you saw in game one. And we, we talked during the break. So I do know where you're leaning for your game one takeaway here. But when you look at that team, uh, that Boston Celtics team rather, and you look at their length and you look at their shooting ability to keep up with the Golden State Warriors, what was your biggest takeaway about the Celtics from that game and how they were able to perform and combat Golden State's hot shooting? I mean, the thing about the Boston Celtics is that they are very good defensively. And then they had guys like Al Horford step up, also Derek White, who really helped out in this comeback. And then you look at what Jalen Brown was able to do as well. He didn't even have his best game, but he was able at the same time. I think it was 20 points, at least in that fourth quarter, that he either assisted on or scored on. So that's incredible for Jalen Brown to do. And I think because Jason Tatum is the guy that's being put on that platform as the next guy to be that big superstar on Boston, and some people already believe he is, personally I do, but the fact that Jalen Brown, who is the second best player on that team, was able to do it on both ends of the floor as he does so well in every game, but not have the most complete game and them still able to get the W is pretty amazing. You also look at Jason Tatum, who didn't even play well in this game. Like what he Mm -hmm. went three for 17, one for five from three. He had 12 points, but at the same time, he was able to facilitate the ball having 13 assists. So when you look at this Boston Celtics team, you look at their length, you look at their depth and you look at the Golden State Warriors who also have a bunch of few future Hall of Famers on this team. Like, let's be serious. But when you stack them up together, I really think the Boston Celtics have a little bit of an edge just based on the way that they play. 
Chantel, right now in the series price, we saw some big movement after that game one, and the Celtics now booked as the minus money favorite in this series. Minus 170, a pretty steep price considering the Warriors did not even open as that much of a favorite before the series started. The series spread right now, one, one and a half games here. If, the Celt if you like the Celtics in minus one and a, with minus one and a half games, so that would mean Celtics in six games or less, you're getting some plus money on that series price at plus 100 there. Chantel, how do you see this series really going, and do you expect the line for the series to move after each win or after each team kind of steals one of these wins? How do you approach the series price, and when do you think is a good time to jump in? I think even right now would be a really good time to jump in, to be quite honest with you, when you look at those odds right there, because... I still think the Warriors have a great chance to win this in six. And the fact that right now the series price is at plus 140 shows you that the value is going to change depending on how the games end up going, especially when you think about the fact that the Warriors have a chance tonight to tie up the series at home, which I think they'll definitely do. But right now is a great time to jump on it, especially the fact that there's still some value left. The closer it gets to, you know, a game five, a game six, the values aren't going to be as great as they are right now. So I would say right now would be the best time to jump on that. Yeah, an excellent point. And maybe even before this game two starts, right? As we learn more, the book learns more too. So if you have a good lean, now is probably the time. But Chantel, let's talk about that game two and maybe how we might see that going and potentially affecting the series price. But right now in game two, we did not see a lot of line movement from where it closed in game one. The line right now is four points in favor of the Golden State Warriors right now. And it opened up at 3.5, climbed up to four and a half, bet back down, and it lies comfortably at four here. We saw of course some unsustainable levels of three-point shooting in game one by the Boston Celtics but we kind of saw the Warriors struggle on the offensive end as well as a unit given those two trends Chantel how do you approach this game and this spread is that an accurate uh, an accurate line to be booked here for game two I think it's pretty accurate you look at the Golden State Warriors and you look at what Steph Curry did in that first quarter. He dropped 21, and I think fatigue was a major issue in this game for the entire team. Draymond Green, of course, he was on Jason Tatum for a lot of that game as well, but I don't think he had a great standout game in this game one. Jordan Poole had nine points. He was two for seven, didn't do too much either. And then Steph Curry kind of little he disappeared throughout the game i mean he finished with 34 points but he wasn't really really able to do anything in that fourth quarter and be that guy so it's kind of interesting i don't see the golden state warriors having another game like that again i think the fact that they had so many days off in between the first game for the nba finals that had a lot to do with it so i think that line's fair i think game two is going to be a close one because i mean the celtics made the first game a very close game and when they came back and they went what was the it was like 40 to 16 in that fourth yeah. it was ridiculous yep. so i expect this one to be a lot closer and to be quite honest with you i think the series is going to be tight all the way through so i would say that's pretty fair on the spread yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. And, and the, the shortest outcome in the series exact score market is the Boston Celtics 4-2, and that's plus 310, but only 40 cents behind that, a plus 350. The Golden State Warriors to win in seven games. So certainly these first five games are going to be incredibly important, Chantel. But as it relates to game two here, and you mentioned Curry, of course, stepping up in tremendous fashion in that first game, but someone else has to do some of that scoring for Golden State as well. And we can see some of these prices for the top 
top point scorer in game number two, Chantel. And uh, it is Curry as the odds-on favorite here, but Jason Tatum not too far behind him, plus 135 for Tatum there. Then there's some fall-off to, to guys like Jalen Brown. And kind of as you go down there, Clay Thompson's in there, Andrew Wiggins is in there, Jordan Poole is in there. Who do you see having a big game in game two here? Maybe on that warrior side specifically, Chantel. I think Clay Thompson's going to have a big game tonight. We saw him close out that series in the Western Conference Finals, and we saw that old Clay Thompson and just flashes of him. I would have to go with Clay Thompson. He's the second best player on the Golden State Warriors. We expect Steph Curry to have a big game, but the value there for Clay Thompson is quite a good one. So if I'm picking anyone to go off on the Warriors, it has to be the second best player on the team, and I would roll with Clay Thompson. On the Celtics side, Chantel, of course, Jason Tatum struggling three for 17 is an absolute dud. There is no telling that otherwise. And he's had a few of those games in the postseason, unfortunately for me as a Celtics fan. They are able to get the win in some of them, though, Chantel. As you said, his game overall, his passing has been tremendous. But I do focus on that points prop here in game two because Tatum is really known to bounce back after these big stinkers. And he's had 30 points, I think, two out of the three times that he's gone under 20 in this postseason. The next game, he's responded with 30. His points prop tonight is booked at 26 and a half. It opened at 27 and a half yesterday. Chantel do you think that we see Tatum come out and maybe write his form from where he was in game one I think it's one of those things where experience is huge in the NBA finals Jason Tatum he has all the eyes on him right now kind of mentioned before there's been so much talk whether he's a superstar or not and I think in game one there were a lot of eyes on him and a lot of pressure do I think he rebounds in game two I think he definitely does I don't know if he goes over 26 points though to be quite honest with you I might take the under on that one I think he has an impactful game but I don't think we see a game where Jason Tatum goes off for 40 or 35 I think it's going to be a collective effort from the Boston Celtics guys like Al Horford are stepping up I mean there's there's talk about him possibly being finals MVP if he can keep this up the Celtics win right the veteran Al Horford I think the thing about the Celtics is they have so much depth on this team that Jason Tatum doesn't have to explode like that in this series he just needs to get that secondary scoring and the Celtics have enough players to do it I think Jason Tatum will have an impactful game I think he definitely goes over 20 26 I'm not quite sure just because the Bay Area is a very tough place to play and you know that the Warriors are gonna have everyone trying to play very good defense in this game there's no way the Warriors are trying to go down 0-2 in this series and head back to Boston Certainly not. And actually, Draymond Green on his podcast did get up there and and say earlier this week he was really impressed with the with the volume at the Chase Center. And of course, the fans, you know, it's not Oracle, but it's still just as loud. And I think the crowd did play a tremendous factor. And actually, Chantel, you brought up Tatum and not needing to score as much. And I think a big reason why and you mentioned this earlier is the emergence of Jalen Brown as an instrumental piece of this Boston Celtics team. Jalen Brown, Chantel, has scored 24 points exactly in four out of his last eight games. So when we look at his point prop tonight, no surprise to see it at 24 and a half here. Very sharp number by the book there. What I'm interested in though, Chantel, is not just the points prop, but it's his points and assist prop combined, which I believe right now is sitting, I think at 31 and a half. I think that's a good place to look at for Jalen Brown here. 
um, because we know that he's been having uh, the, the, the strong passing games as of late, too, having five assists in over three straight games. Where do you see Jalen's role in both this game and in the series overall for the Celtics? I think it's going to be much as what we kind of saw in game one. He's such an instrumental part of this team. And when Jason Tatum struggling, Jalen Brown is right there to pick it up, playing both ends of the floor. I think Jalen Brown is probably one of the most slept on players in the entire league. And in this series, he's going to play both sides of the court. He's going to hit some big buckets. And at the same time, if I'm looking at those prop numbers right now, when it comes to points and assists, Jalen Brown He's an underrated passer as well. Like his skill set is obviously high. And when I think about Jalen Brown, he's kind of the X factor in this game as well, because we expect Jason Tatum to have these big games. But I think Jalen Brown is setting himself up to obviously also be considered for finals MVP if he keeps this up. I think you are right. An excellent look there from Chantel Chan. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we're chugging along here on this Sunday morning edition of Betting Above the Rim. John Shames here for Sports Grid TV, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Thank you for being here. We're going all across the NBA Finals, and we just spoke with Chantel Chan, who gave us some good looks on the betting perspective that we can take a look at for tonight's action. But right now, we are going to deviate from the finals just a bit. And don't you worry, we will get back there when in due time. James Young will be here for the full second hour. Coach giving us his best plays for the NBA Finals so that you can make some good money on that one. But right now, we got to talk about some other stuff. And any NBA fan who loves basketball as much as I loves the storylines aspect of things as well. And right now, we're going to take a focus on those storylines in a segment called Staying or Going, which is going to be hosted and facilitated by our guy, Chris Kofsky. This is his brainchild. So, Kofsky, I am very excited to have you on the airwaves here. This is the first time we've ever gotten on together, and it's, it's an exciting one. I know Keith is jealous. He wishes that he could be here with us, but great to be with you here, Kofsky. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and I wish Keith would be watching right now, but he's probably on the beach with his shirt off somewhere, you know. Classic. Making everybody look embarrassing. Yeah, classic Keith. But not shame. This is, this is a big moment, man. We started as producers, you know, talking on V-Link. Then we became executive producers. Now we're doing a segment together, man. You're hosting the show. You're crushing it. So it's exciting times for us, it. man. I'm ready. But, but we've got a good segment here. Let's start because we've got a lot of names and we only got a little bit of time. First name, right? This is, this is a spicy name. Donovan Mitchell, Coach Young will be on the show later on. He's been talking about this, you know, since the season's been over for the Jazz. He's all about breaking up this Jazz team of Gobert and Mitchell. We'll get to Gobert later. But how about Donovan Mitchell? Will Donovan Mitchell stay or go with the Jazz? As you take a look right here, we got some numbers on Donovan Mitchell. He's only 25 years old, obviously from the New York, New Jersey area. 23.9 points per game he averages in his career. He's a three-time All-Star. He's got some postseason appearances under his belt too, Shames. 39 career playoff games he averages. 28.3 points per game during that time. But here's the caveat with Mitchell. He signed through the 2024-2025 season. He signed a max extension just a few years ago. He's a 30 million cap hit in 2022 for any team he goes to. So if the Jazz want to move Donovan Mitchell, mm. it's got to be a team that's ready to take on that cap space and unload some cap space. As far as some fits I thought about for Donovan Mitchell, the Heat, right? We see Joel Embiid tweet about it a few weeks ago. They need a number two, Donovan Mitchell. It would be a great number two for Jimmy Butler. Maybe they get rid of Tyler Hero, move some pieces around. The Knicks, New York guy. They're, making a, they're waiting for that splash. We're here every year. The Knicks, they're going to make a splash, make a splash. Well, here's a splash going with the guy that's a native, right? You'll love him. You could stay with the Jazz, the Timberwolves, right? Maybe they move, they mm. move a, a Russell, a Cat, right? Maybe they restructure their thing. Or the Nuggets, who are in desperate need of a number two. So, Shames, what do you think? Donovan oh, yeah. Mitchell right now will be staying or going. And if you think he's going, what do you think Mitchell could land if he leaves the Jazz? I think Mitchell, I mean, for sure, the Jazz should want to keep him. Of the of the, the duo that they have there with Gobert and Mitchell, and we do know that there's potentially a growing rift between those two that started in the, in the pandemic season, of course, with Rudy Gobert, allegedly giving Donovan Mitchell COVID and handling it immaturely. And, you know, then there's this whole narrative this season about does Donovan Mitchell pass the ball to Rudy Gobert? People are crunching numbers and finding out that the answer is no. So it does seem like one of those two has to be on the block. If I'm Utah, I'm doing everything I can to make sure that the person I keep in that duo is D. Mitch. This is a guy, yeah, you said Akovsky, he is locked up through 24-25, which I actually think is a good thing because we've seen mm -hmm. the max contract is going way up in how much money these guys are making per season. James Harden, is, is if he signs his max contract, will be making over $60 million in his age 37 season. So I think right now, of course, Donovan Mitchell, a hell of a lot younger than James Harden and still on his come-up portion of his career, I think. But that's, I mean, to have him locked in at $30 million, I think that's actually a good thing, Kofsky. So if I'm the Jazz, I'm trying to keep Mitchell. And in the same breath, if I'm any one of those teams you mentioned, I'm trying to do everything I can to go get Donovan. Miami, I think that would probably be the best fit for Donovan Mitchell mm -hmm. because we did see Miami's offense get stagnant at some points during these playoffs. Mitchell's a guy who can, of course, create his own shot, which is going to be a tremendous asset for them. I'm not sure how the math would work on that. I'm sure Duncan Robinson would have to go, maybe Kyle Lowry as well, um, to make those salaries work. I think that might be the best fit of those teams that you put there. The Knicks, everyone's going to talk about the Knicks, right? Of course, people want the Knicks to get the next superstar, a young superstar, and that's mm -hmm. D. Mitch this season, at least. Not sure Donovan's going to want to go to the Knicks, even though he is from the area, because I know that, you know, they're, they're kind of a fringe playoff team. I'm not right. sure he gets them over the hump. The Nuggets, I, to me, probably the best, uh, the second best fit there behind Miami, I think, Kofsky. I agree. So you think Mitchell's staying? He ain't, he ain't going. 
He's he going to stay I think, in Utah. I think, I think they're going to end up shipping out Gobert, and I know we'll talk to him. Uh, we'll talk about mm -hmm. him. But, yeah, I think Gobert is the yeah. one that they, they say bye-bye, and they keep Mitchell. I totally agree with you, right? If, if you're the Jazz, you're doing everything to keep Donovan Mitchell. He's the better player out of him and Gobert. He could take a game over. He's on the list of what? Go through a top 15 players in the league right now. I'm with you. But on the other side of this, if the Jazz want to blow this whole thing up and say, hey, you know, we'll get rid of Snyder. We'll get rid of Mitchell. Maybe we'll get rid of Gobert. We'll kind of change this whole philosophy we have. Then you should get rid of Mitchell because the haul you'll get for a Mitchell will mm. be bigger than the haul you'll get for Gobert, right? Talk about the Heat. Yep. The Heat and Jazz won't be talking about a Mitchell trade unless it starts with Tyler Hero. And we saw Tyler Hero said, hey, I kind of want to be a starter next year. So maybe that's kind of gives a little bit of a, you know, wriggle room for the Heat to say, hmm, we don't want him to be a starter. Maybe we get rid of him. We go to Utah. We send him to Utah. We get Donovan Mitchell. I'm with you, though. The Jazz should keep him. As far as the Knicks go, I know they probably won't get him. But if I am the Knicks, I'm doing everything I can to get Donovan Mitchell. Like, this guy's from the area. He would light up the garden. He'd be a huge fit for them. Yeah. I would go all in if I'm the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell. But we talked about Rudy Gobert, right? Let's, let's do Rudy Gobert next, okay? Rudy Gobert. Here's his career resume. Surprising to see only 29 years old for Rudy Gobert. 12.4 <laughs> points per game in his career. The big, big number for him, 11.7 rebounds, three-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. That's kind of his big niche right here on his resume. Six-time All-Defense. But he's signed until the 2026 season. A five-year deal he signed for $205 million back in 2020. As far as potential fits for Rudy Gobert, he could stay with Utah. The Nets, they need a defensive big man, a guy right there that can man the paint. The Warriors, they could trade They could trade Wiggins, move on, get another big man there. Or how about the Raptors who could use a big man? Maybe it's an OG out. What do you think? Rudy Gobert, he'll probably be gone. We talked about that. But as far as potential fits, who could you see kind of grabbing Rudy Gobert and bringing him to their team? I think the key for Rudy Gobert is that he needs a team with a ton of shooting around him because mm -hmm. in a way he's an archetype that's been out phased a little bit in this NBA. And yeah, he's he's of course got that seven that seven plus foot frame and that seven five wingspan, but the guy can't shoot at all. He is zero threat outside of the paint and he is a struggling free throw shooter as well. So I think you're taking a gamble if you bring in Rudy Gobert because you know that he's gonna be A eating up a lot of your cap space and B he's going to be a guy that you have to put on the floor at all times basically and as we've seen in the playoffs that really isn't always a good thing for the Utah Jazz he can get attacked by some guards and of course the lack of floor spacing can be an issue so wherever he goes Kofsky I think it's got to be somewhere with a bunch of shooting the Nets are interesting to me of course mm -hmm. you know if they maintain Kyrie and KD you know guys like uh, Seth Curry over there, Patty Mills. They do have some shooters as well to put around Gobert. And we did see this year, Drummond was a, an important presence for them. And I think Gobert plays a similar game to Andre Drummond, but obviously at a much higher level. So I like the Nets there. The Raptors are also interesting to me. I think that could be a good fit if they, if they were to send out an OG in that trade because he's a little bit of a redundant piece now that they have Scotty Barnes. I think the Raptors or the Nets for me would be the two teams I'd like to see Rudy, Rudy Gobert go to. I, I agree. I would, I would love the Nets because really that was their knock last year. Well, a lot of knocks, injuries and a lot, but they didn't really have a big man. They didn't really play a lot of defense. Gobert, he ain't going to score, but he can play some defense. He can get boards. He can block. He's a big man. The Nets need that big man. They can't roll out Claxton and drum it out there and say, hey, this is what we got. Now imagine they get Gobert and you got Gobert with KD and, and, and Kyrie and Ben Simmons if he comes back. And Nets team's mm -hmm. looking a little better. I like the I like the Warriors too, but that would kind of be a bigger piece. They're gonna have to move on from Wiggins and maybe some younger guys to get Gobert, but that could also help them too. The Warriors don't really have a lot of size. Gobert can give them that size right there, so I kind of like that. But I'm with you. I think Gobert between Gobert and Mitchell, it seems more likely Gobert will be out the door. 
But I'm a little worried now what the Jazz will get back for Gobert because, he's, like we just talked about, mm-hmm. in the postseason this year, he struggled, and that kind of really knocked down really what he's worth. All right, next guy. No matter what, this guy could be going to a new team. He's probably the most likely. He's a free agent. We go with Zach Levine. 27 years old, 19.8 points per game, two-time All-Star, unrestricted free agent this offseason for Zach Levine. So he's not guaranteed to go back to the Bulls. And we saw reports saying that maybe he was going to go back to the Bulls, but now he's kind of not like happy playing the second fiddle there. So some fits for Zach Levine, the Dallas Mavericks. Right, Jalen mm. Brunson might be leaving in free agency. Maybe you upgrade Brunson to Levine, put him next to Luka. The Lakers, right? Darvin Ham's coming in. They're looking to restructure things. Maybe you add him to LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. The Bulls, maybe he'll re-sign with the Bulls despite all we see. Or how about the Spurs, right? The Spurs kind of a team last year fighting in to get into the playing round. Maybe they're a step there. Add him next to Jante Murray, Yaka Pertle. Zach Levine could fit pretty well in San Antonio. What about you? Will Zach Levine stay with the Bulls? Or is he going somewhere else? And where do you think Levine could sign to this offseason as an unrestricted free agent? I think Zach Levine, I don't expect him to go back to Chicago because I think he's been phased out as the number one option in Chicago, right? DeMar DeRozan is that guy. And then you have someone like Vooch who, although, of course, Levine is going to get the ball probably over Vooch in a situation that you need to score. Vooch needs his touches, too. And then you bring in a guy like Lonzo Ball who's going to be working back. Although there is some reports that Lonzo Ball has not looked the same since he's come back or since he started rehabbing that meniscus injury and a little bit of concern if he's going to even be ready for the start of next season. The Bulls this year, Kofsky, started out tremendously and then really fell off. And and DeRozan, of course, Levine was injured for for much of the season, and he is dealing with that that long-term knee injury. But it was really the DeRozan show in Chicago. I see Zach Levine wanting to go somewhere that he can be that number one option. I think the Spurs, really, that would be a fantastic fit. Playing alongside DeJounte Murray in that backcourt, having some good defense there to help out Levine and make it a little easier for him on that sense. One of the things that you didn't mention, actually, one of the teams I would say that I love to see Levine on is the Minnesota Timberwolves, where he started Ooh. his career. I think they're they're an exciting, fun offensive team. They like to push the pace. Anthony Edwards there, Carl Anthony Towns, of course, could be a very strong wing duo between Edwards and Zach Levine if he were to go back to Minnesota. Yeah, I, I agree. Good call, Shames. Go back to Minnesota right there. Line him up with Cat, Anthony Edwards. That's a nice little fit for that young T-Wolves team. All right, we got time for one more. Our producer, Botch, is yelling in my ear. He's saying, don't do this one. Don't do this one. You're an idiot. <laughs> we got to throw one spicy one in there. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Oh, Botch, just said he thinks he's leaving. All right, cool. Kyrie Irving, <laughs> 30 right, years yeah. old. He's got a $36.9 million player option for the 2022-2023 season. But I've been hearing about it. I want him to commit. He said no one's kind of a safe deal. Kyrie Irving, will he leave the Nets? Some fits, I'm saying, going back to the heat, Nets. How about the Heat for the number two, the Clippers and the Nuggets? we got about a minute, James. Am I crazy for thinking maybe Kyrie Irving could be gone this offseason? I don't – that's not crazy at all to me because I think the mm. question is do the Nets want Kyrie Irving back? We, we, saw, we saw that, that the, the Sean Marks got up there and, and basically said, you know, we want guys who are going to be wanting to stay here and who are, who are really a part of this yeah. team and bought into the culture. So maybe that's him taking a shot at Kyrie and saying, listen, man, you get your oh, attitude right, or we're not going to bring you back there, Kofi. I would love to see Kyrie on the move. I'm not exactly a big Kyrie fan, so I don't necessarily want to see him get another ring, but I'd love to see him out of my division, that's for sure. Yeah, that, that'd be nice, and that'd be the kind of guy that – probably the whole league's kind of going in for, right? Like, you see yeah. Kyrie's available. You see what you can do to get it. But, man, the Heat, they're going to be a team that's looking for a number two this offseason. Maybe they go out there and get a swing for Kyrie Irving. That'd be nice. Jimmy and Kyrie, oof. 
That would be a quite, quite the dynamic duo down there and not unheard of for Pat Riley. We know he likes to take swings on these big superstars. All right, Chris Kofsky here. What a fantastic job taking us into the offseason a little bit. We'll be right back, betting above the rim. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, almost the end of hour one here on Betting Above the Rim, the Sunday morning edition hosted by John Shames. Next hour, a familiar face will be joining me. That's all I'll say for now, but stick around. He will be here with me as we start off the second hour. But right now, in this two-minute segment, in the last segment that I have this microphone by myself, we need to talk about one thing. And, of course, it's the Boston Celtics. Of course, the NBA Finals and the NBA Finals MVP market, and a place that I'm really looking at for some interesting value on this board. It's a sleeper pick, but I think everyone would be wise to maybe sprinkle a little bit on this. So let's roll in this board right now, and we'll take a look at some of these NBA Finals MVP prices. The leader right now, no surprise considering the Celtics are favored in this series price, minus 170 right now for the Celtics, but Jason Tatum, Plus 130 there at the top of the list. Stephen Curry, not too far behind him at plus 145, despite the Warriors being dogs here. Jalen Brown, a big drop off to plus 650. Marcus Smart, plus 1800. Draymond Green, plus five. Oh, we skipped one. We skipped Al Horford, plus 1400. He has the fourth best odds on that board, and that's exactly where I want to direct our attention to right now, at Mr. Horford, the old man, the oldest player in the NBA Finals right now, and the oldest player in the NBA Finals to score over 25 points in a game, finishing with 26 last time. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that Al Horford is a real shot to win Finals MVP if the Celtics 
come out victorious in this series. Al Horford, although he's not going to score like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, although he might not lead the series in assists, he's probably going to lead the series in rebounds, right? The Celtics' big men that they normally play, Daniel Tice and Robert Williams, both looking absolutely unplayable right now. So it's the Horford show down low, and his defense is going to do it all. Remember, Andre Iguodala won a Finals MVP for being a defensive anchor. Jalen Brown, he's not going to get it over Jason Tatum because those are both the scorers of the team. But the defensive anchor, that's worth a look in my opinion. Al Horford plus 1,400 Finals MVP. You heard it here. Worth a look. Stick right around. We'll be back. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 